Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. If you don't know, this is Chelsea. This is my voice. And hello, this is JC. Welcome. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope you're having an amazing week so far. Amazing start to the week. Before we get into our NBA update of the week, before we get into the NBA corner, uh, just so you guys know, this week we are reading Hometown Scandals. Yes. And it's going to be juicy. So can't wait. But before we get into that, we have much to talk about. Of course. Of course, we have a life update, you guys. And that life update is that we went to a son's game. Yep. I have to say, it was so fun to go to a sporting event. Yeah, it was so fun. I don't even go, it's not like I even went to sporting events before the pandemic and everything, but being there and just having it be like a stadium full of people and having it feel like normal life again was truly so fun. And I I posted about that on Instagram. I was like, it was so fun that it just felt like normal life. And someone replied and they're like, it's been normal. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, uh, you haven't been here. living in LA, sir. Yeah. If you, you have not been living here then because it has been nowhere close to normal until recently. No, so, that was the most people I've been in a room with for sure. And in, in years. Oh, oh, in years. Um, yeah, it was so, so fun. And the Suns barely won. And then they had a horrible next game. And, you know, horrible. by the time you listen to this, they could have freaking lost it all. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I was just telling JC that I am like 100% aware that I'm a conditional Suns fan. And I have been, and I probably always will be, to be quite honest. Like, I just love that they're like the underdog story. You know, they haven't won ever a NBA championship or whatever. And also I did look into it and I was right the other night that they did, they won the Western Conference Final in 1993. So they have won it. No, that's the Western Conference Final. But So Western and Eastern, then the winners of each one go to the NBA Finals. Oh, I literally didn't even know that. Yeah, so so they're so, in the, they, if they win this, they're the Western Conference champions. It's like Western. I literally didn't know this until a couple of days ago that it makes sense that well, the people on the Western yes. side play, and then the Eastern, and then the winners of those ones go and play the NBA championships. And so they've never won that. They've never won the NBA championships. Gotcha. But they, so when, when you they said, got to the last game. When you said they won the Western, I thought that's what you meant, is that they won oh, everything. Oh. I'm like, I swear they have not. No, they haven't. They've gotten, I think, twice— to the the NBA finals. Okay. One, I think I know for sure they've at least they at least won in 1993, but then they lost. Okay. Okay. Well, we're we're holding out for a win here, but the past two <laughs> games have not been looking good. Okay. They've been doing so well. And then I just feel like they're really crumbling under the pressure. So I hope that they can keep it up. Stay tuned if the Suns can take it home. 
it truly was such a fun event, especially because we had JC's family flew mm-hmm. from Arizona to come because let's just be honest, like the Clippers fans did just not show up for them. No. Because there was like half Suns fans at the Clippers game in LA. In LA, yeah. At the Staples Center. There were so many Suns fans, which like, I didn't expect. Like I was like, no. oh gosh, we're going to be, you we're know. we get beat up. Yeah. I literally <laughs> told JC, I'm like, I don't know if I can wear my Suns shirt. I'm scared they're going to beat me up. <laughs> but then literally when we left, everyone was high-fiving us like Suns in five, which yeah. didn't happen, which unfortunately. Happen, but it was, it was fun nonetheless. I'm very happy they won because I would have been so bummed if we went to that game and they lost. But yeah, I mean, they did not play well, but at least they won. So anyway, that was super fun. Kept us on the edge of our seats. That's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, we're your local basketball girlies. Yeah. And so, we went with um, Beth and James came as well. And James is a, a basketball, basketball connoisseur. expert, you know. They are big Lakers fans. And mm-hmm. they actually were cheering for the Suns as well, which I think is why a lot of Suns fans were there is Lakers fans don't like the Clippers apparently. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to have James there because, and I'm sure this is how you felt sitting next to your brother. If things happened, I just like would lean over yeah. to James. I'm like, is that good? Like, yeah. Is that normal for them to do that? Are the refs really as bad as I think they are? Or am I just like completely biased? And is Devin Booker really doing as bad as I think he is? <laughs> yeah, the answer is yes. Yeah. But if I did go on a deep dive and I stalked Devin Booker's Instagram after yeah. we had talked. His Instagram was fire. It actually is so great. I'm yeah. like, wait, he has like... He's the, got all the different swag. cars, all the different cars that he yeah. has. And yeah, his style. His style is immaculate. His dog, I'm obsessed with his dog. I almost shared a photo just of his dog on my story. And I'm like, that's gone too far. <laughs> but him and Kendall, I literally want to start a fan page. Like I want to make edits for them. I know. I and wish. And just worship them. Even though I totally understand why they're more private about the relationship, I wish they posted more photos together. I was thinking the same thing. Like, dang. Because there's like five photos of them total on the internet. Yes. And I've seen them all millions of times. And right. I've, and they've been dating for The one of them year. in the private jet, like cuddling. Who's not like, yes. <laughs> so I, you know, I know the one. And then the one, they both have cool dogs. Like they both have scary looking cool dogs. Kendall Jenner has a Doberman mm-hmm. and he has, it's, a, I think it's a King Corso. Like the bit, just go on Devin Booker's Instagram. Okay. And he has amazing style, which I wonder if he had before Kendall. Yeah. Cause a lot of boys are influenced by the girls they start dating as far yeah. as fashion goes, especially if you're dating like a literal icon. Yeah. But, um, I have to anyway. say, I loved that your mom was at the game. She was killing me with her comments after like she is so funny. We <laughs> talk about Terrence Mann, or is it Terrence or Terror, whatever. I don't know. He's on the Clippers and um, we just like brought him up and Jill was like, that man is so beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, truly. I, I asked her, um, uh, they were saying how my mom always talks about Devin Booker. I was like, mom, do you have a crush on Devin Booker? She goes, oh, 100%. <laughs> and she was like talking about Terrence Mann. And she's like, that man should be a model. He shouldn't be playing basketball. He should be on magazine covers. I'm like, I feel the same way when I watch sports. Like Devin Booker, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's so sweet. And then Paul George like pushed him in one of the games, like <laughs> kind of shoved him. And I was like, I'm so mad at him. Like that's so <laughs> annoying. And Beverly, uh, what's his name? Nick Beverly. Yeah. Wait, is that his name? Uh, Did I just make that up? Pat, I think it's Pat Beverly maybe. Oh, I don't know where I got that. Anyways, Beverly is his last name and he's the one who was always guarding Devin Booker. And Jason and I hate him because he he's, he's a bully to Devin Booker. Not to Bookie. We love Bookie. <laughs> Um, okay. I do. I do love Devin Booker. But we are your local basketball experts. Hit us up for any of your needs. Also, I do have to say that, you know, I've wondered, I'm like, oh, are people getting annoyed that I'm sharing basketball content? And then I got them like one of the most swipe ups ever on the Suns shirt that I shared. And literally it was sold out. 
Yeah, I really next day. So I'm like, okay. I really think I'm especially Suns people right now, even if you're not, you haven't been, you know, super involved in basketball. I think, I think the NBA is shining right now. Yeah, totally. If I'm interested in the NBA, yeah, exactly. other people must also be like seeing the light as well. Totally, I agree. I think it's I think it's very interesting. It's very fun to be a part of when you have a team that you like. For sure. Oh, I was going to give a life update of like a, you know, something good that I've been doing, which is... <laughs> drinking water? Yes, I've been drinking oh, water. Oh, really? Is that what you're going to say? No. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I've just been trying to be a little bit more intentional um, about like my mornings, which this is a thing that we go through. You know, I go through <laughs> this often, but like... I feel like I've been trying to really be start my mornings with more of like gratitude practice, like with my five minute journal. And I've lately started getting back more into mm, manifesting, I guess, but like just positivity vibes. Okay. In the morning, Mm -hmm. I've not done this for a long time. I feel like because everything's been going wrong in my life, (laughs) I've gotten very cynical. I've just, I've, I've become, I think not a pessimist, by any means, but I've become much more negative, I think, like just this year in mm-hmm. general, because I've just seen that like, you know, the things that I want haven't happened for me in the way that I wanted them to this year. And so it's hard to like stay positive all the time when like you feel like, even though there are so many things that are going right and it, it's just sometimes easy to focus on the negative things. I feel like that's just human nature, unfortunately, or maybe just me being toxic. But anyway, I have been trying to focus more on like writing out the things that I want and like, not like I want this and it better happen for me, but more manifesting it in a positive way. Like, you know, these are the things I'm working towards and here's why and here's like why I'm grateful to be working towards these things. And is this even making sense? 100%. Okay. And so it's, it's put me in a much like more positive headspace, I feel like. Because even just recently with like my fertility stuff not really working, I have also that has like put another peg in my like negativity where I'm just like mm-hmm. even more negative. And I'm like, okay, this is just not working for me. Like it's just not going to work. And so I've really been trying to flip my perspective, not even to like trick myself, but just to be able to live a more positive life. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when I'm just overwhelmed with negative thoughts, it's so hard for me to like just live my life in a happy way. Like, I just feel like I see the bad and everything instead of the good. And so I've really been trying to like flip the script for my own sake and just be like, you know, manifesting good, positive things in my life, but not being so attached to like, it has to happen this month. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think I actually was just talking to a client about this the other day, that exact concept of, it puts a whole different perspective on the phrase, the universe is working for you because- We hear that phrase and it's like a lifelong journey of understanding what that actually means to like let go of control and Mm -hmm. let go of like what we want and what's actually good for us or what, you know, God has in store for us. Mm -hmm. And so when we actually stop thinking that the universe is working for us, when we stop thinking that that means the universe will give us exactly what we want. In our timing. Yeah, exactly. And it really, it's hard to understand like on a... I don't know, just like emotional level. It's hard to actually grasp that idea and really learn that lesson until you're put in these situations where things actually just are not working for you in your opinion. Right. And you start to feel really impatient. You start to feel really cynical. You start to feel like- Frustrated. The universe is not working for me. Whoever said that is a liar. Right. 
But then when you can kind of see from a different perspective of like, oh, things work out in their own timing and it's not going to be exactly how I picture it and that's okay. Yes, exactly. You start to have a whole different appreciation for life, really. And for like your struggles and for things that end up do happening. And the less you feel in control of external things in your life, almost the more, at least I start to feel control of how I react to it and in my emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's a much better way to live life than to feel like you control your external you know, situations or whatever happens to you, but you are not in control internally. Does that make sense? Right. And I feel like when we're super negative and cynical, we're trying so hard to control the external things instead of controlling us internally. And it makes it so much easier to feel like a failure when in reality, it's like, if you're trying your best, then like, that's all you can do. And and there's nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Failure is so subjective or objective or whatever the word. I literally don't know the difference between those two still. So. Subjective. You know know which ones I mean. Yeah. With the what you mean, but yeah. I I also listened to this podcast. I'll share this really quick before we move on, just because I I really like struck a chord with me. I liked it a lot. I was listening to a podcast, and she was saying when you're feeling like other people are getting what you want, so there's a difference between like jealousy and envy. So jealousy is fear of losing something. If you're like fearful of losing, more possessive, yeah, like losing a relationship, like you know, you're scared of your husband leaving you or something. That's like jealousy. Envious is if someone has something that you want. That's like when you start to feel envy. And she was saying, first of all, it's like very normal to feel envious of things. And it really is like kind of wired in our brain to feel that way when when people get something that you want, whether that's a job or a lifestyle or like anything, you know, if you're working a job you don't like and like you see this person off, like traveling the world, having the time of their lives working and you're like, okay, that's so annoying. Like mm-hmm. I have to sit here and do this. Meanwhile, you're just off, whatever. So that's like envy, right? And I forget exactly how it was worded, but she said something to the effect of like feeling envy, like it's, you know, God or the universe, like showing you what you are capable of. Like when you see someone else living a lifestyle that you want, that actually means that you're capable of that and you're just mad at yourself that you like don't have that or it's showing you what's in store for you. And like someone else had going to like the whole fertility thing, like someone had messaged me and said like, God would never like put an intention on your heart to taunt you or like Mm -hmm. to tease you. Like, so it's like the fact that, you know, I want to be a mom. It's like, he's not just going to never like let me be a mom, even though that's something that I like truly desire. You know what I mean? And so basically what I'm trying to say is if you see someone living like a life that you want or have, they have something you don't have that you want, that's like, and it's just one way to look at it. And you know, whether you believe this or not, it's like, that could just be God showing you like what's in store for you or like that you're really close to this thing as well. And like, I don't know that I I really liked that because I was like, that's a really, a, a way to look at it as inspiration instead of like such a negative thing. Like if you mm-hmm. just do see someone that has- Yeah, I love that you know, a job that you want or something. It's like, oh, wow, that's like amazing. And I'm, yeah, and that's capable. Like I'm capable of doing that too. And like, instead of being like, that's not fair. Like that's annoying. You know what I mean? No, I love that. I don't know if I shared this on the podcast before, but I'll share it again because I loved it. Alexis Ren said it on TikTok. She was basically saying, if you see other people having the things that you want and it's like hurting you so badly and you just almost can't accept it for that person, then Mm -hmm. it's, you're not ready for it yourself. And I love that because I was like, I do that all the time with things. Like 
how can they have that? That's not fair. Like uh, ever since I was little, probably because I was a middle child, I was obsessed with fairness. Like I was like, no, everything has to be fair. Like I get as much as they get. It's not fair that you let them do this. And I was able or wasn't able to do this, whatever. And as I've gotten older, I realized how much that negatively affects my life experience because I'm going around judging what everybody else is doing. And if I'm getting a fair shot or if that's fair to me. And the more that I let go of that and, and let other people have what they have and let it not negatively affect me and be like, it's okay that they have that. I love that they have that actually. Right. Then I feel like I am welcoming more prosperity into my own life. Abundance mindset is key. I I think that's something that I've really lost sight of over the past like just year, like or like eight months when like Leif and I always joke about there's been like two separate times like this year where we're like, we just feel like our life is actually like crumbling. We're like, Uh what the F? Like, how could this many things go wrong in one small period of time? And because that's happened, and I know like a lot of people have that experience. It's not unique to me. It's like, you just feel like, okay, why is every single thing going wrong? And because that has happened to me like two times within one year, I feel like I've become so just like cynical and negative. Yeah. But but I'm really trying to like reverse that and kind of go back to like when I was at the fertility doctor the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this about something. And Leif was like, just say that you can, like, just, just say that you can. I was like, okay. And I really did. I was like, okay, I can do this. I know I can do this. And he was like, wow, like, I love hearing you say that. And I was like, that's so sad because I used to be like that. Like, yeah. I used Aww. to be so like positive. Sorry. Sorry. As soon as I said, oh, I like, <laughs> No, it's, it's, I was just saying, I was always. Like you realized how far, how far you had come from that point where you're yes. like, oh shoot. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. Because I always was that person who was like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I can put like, whatever I put my mind to. Like I have every faith in the world that I can do that. Like, and I felt that way for, for other people too. It's like, oh, you can totally do that. And then, yeah. Anyway, I feel like when, Things just stop going your way for like a long period of time. It's just so easy to be like, okay. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> if you guys could see the, if you guys only knew that when every single time we cry on this podcast, we do the face with the tongue, tongue, and, the, and, the tongue and peace sign <laughs> with tears streaming down our cheeks. Well, I think you're a genius because I think. Um, genius. Well, I, thank I, you. I mean, w- when you're saying like, all I'm doing is just trying to like be more positive in the morning and do little things like that's all you can do It's because you can't change your life overnight. You can't just make like the more that you try and make things happen externally. Like I said, it's like, that is what's going to make you more frustrated. I've felt that so many times in my life where the more I'm like, no, this will work. Yes. Like I will make this happen. And it's more of a frustration than like a, a hope. Whenever I feel like it's more of a, a literally we teach this literally in Balance Boss. Like yes. the, the more it feels like frantic pushing, the less happy I am. And the yeah. more it's just hope, I hope this happens. And if not, that's okay. Like if it doesn't happen exactly how I want, it's going to be okay. And it's not that it's I'm going to be 100% happy with it in that exact moment, but I know that eventually it will be okay. Like things will work out, not maybe in the way that I intend them, but the way- That they're supposed to, yeah. and it will all- it will all work out. Like that's the thing is it always does work out. And so it's just, it's just hard in those moments when you feel like that's what I've also just had to like surrender is like this idea of like my life that I've had is like, Oh, I need to do this by this age. I need to do this. And it's like, okay, clearly like that's not working. And also I don't know what's even best. So it's like, I just need to stop pushing that because that's not. Yeah. And I feel like truly like, but then this is the other part that like scares me is I'm like, 
I feel like I almost do like secretly subtly have this expectation that's like, oh, once I let go of control, like then it will work. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, great. Now I'm still having an expectation. So I'm like truly trying to just be like, no, it's, it's There's truly layers. okay. Like, yeah. But I tell people that with intuitive eating, when a lot of people will come to me and they'll be like, I, you know, have a bad relationship with food, but I really want to intuitive eat and I want to, you know, do A, B, and C, whatever for this result still. And I was talking to one of my clients and she was like, actually, it just clicked for me that if I'm intuitive eating with the expectation of a result, I'm still dieting. I'm still crash dieting because it's all about the result. And true intuitive eating and intuitive living is having no attachment to any kind of result. It's having more faith in yourself and in in your reactions and in your emotional intelligence. That's why things will be okay. Not because you know that everything will somehow work out so that you're, you know, better off for it externally, but because you know that you can emotionally handle it, that you can emotionally handle anything that comes at you. So when you're doing those like things that are making you feel more positive, that you're like growing spiritually, it's like, of course, everything will be okay because I'm in charge of how I feel. So I know that I can make myself feel better. Totally. And I was talking to actually your dad about this in one of our coaching sessions. He was kind of asking me what's going on. And I was, I can't even remember exactly what I was saying, but basically complaining about certain things in my life that I feel like I should be doing. Kind of the same thing that we were talking about a couple episodes ago and that you were just talking about. I should be further along in life. I should be doing this. I should want this. And I should add more to my plate. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And he was like, do you really feel those things? And I was like, actually, not really. Deep down when I take a, look at how I actually feel and like my heart's true intentions, I know that things are going to be okay. But I almost tell myself that I almost look for problems. Like I try and find things that are wrong with my life because I feel like I should be because I start to compare myself to other people. Like I should want this. I should want, you know, to be adding more stuff to my business or, you know, because I see other people doing that. And I was saying, when I actually take a look at my true, true, true intentions deep down, I'm okay with life. Like I'm happy yeah. and I always am happy, but I just trick myself into thinking that I'm not because of all of these things that start blocking that connection to that intuition. That's, you know, like comparison, like frantic pushing, like expectations, whatever it is, but. Definitely. Anyways. Wow. I love that. I didn't mean to go on that whole tangent. <laughs> now to scandals. Yeah. So cry. I literally was not expecting that, but here we are on a Tuesday afternoon. Cheeked um, up. Double cheeked up. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's, I think that was an important lesson. Uh, lesson. And I think a lot of people probably relate, honestly, and could hopefully get something from that. So, yeah. Now, anyway, now on to lowering your frequency. Yeah. <laughs> Back on to gossip. <laughs> the town gossip. Hometown scandals. Let's get on into it. Let's talk about acne. You guys know I've suffered from acne. I've talked a lot about that on social media. And having acne is truly one of the most frustrating things ever because it can feel so hard to feel confident in your own skin. There's also so much information on social media about acne, what to do, what products to use. And I feel like it becomes very overwhelming. You don't even know where to start. So I am extremely grateful I found Curology because it has been absolutely game changing for my skin. Um, Whether you're trying to take control of your acne or if that's no longer your top skin concern, fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, clogged pores, Curology will customize a prescription formula with active ingredients picked for you to tackle your skincare needs. 
To get your treatment plan, start by answering questions online about your skin and sending in a couple selfies to Curology. Next, Curology will match you with a licensed dermatology provider who gets to know your skin. And if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address your acne, fine lines, dark spots, and more. It really is such an easy process. Uh, I, not gonna lie, sometimes I dread doing these little tests to get a product, but it was so easy. I sent a couple selfies and they sent me my treatment right to my door. And I'm obsessed with Curology. I've been using it now for probably a year and a half. And I truly feel like when people compliment my skin, it's they're really complimenting Curology. Yes. So I have the cleanser, my personalized custom prescription cream, and then the moisturizer. I love that it's a three-step skincare routine that's extremely simple. I feel like sometimes it's easy to overdo it with skincare, especially when you are trying to get rid of acne or treat a problem. You're just like going crazy with all sorts of products, but I really love how simple this is. So take control of acne, dark spots, breakouts, or whatever your unique concerns may be with a powerful skincare treatment made for you today. Go to curology.com slash what we said for a free 30-day trial. Just pay for shipping and handling. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y.com slash what we said to unlock your free 30-day trial. See curology.com for all the details. When the weather gets warmer, the last thing I want to do is be all sweaty in my kitchen, cooking over a flaming hot stove. No, thank you. But also, I don't exactly want to order takeout for every meal. And so that is why we're obsessed with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, flatbreads, smoothies, and more, all built on organic fruits and vegetables right to your door. It takes literally minutes to prepare, and we love knowing that the food we're eating is actually good for us. So Daily Harvest never uses preservatives, added sugar, or artificial anything. My personal summer favorite has got to be the Daily Harvest Scoops. It's their plant-based ice cream. Scoops is the perfect sweet treat. Plus, it's gluten and dairy-free. They also have like amazing smoothies. Mango and papaya smoothie, artichoke and lemon harvest bowl, ooey gooey midnight fudge scoops. They've got it all. They've got a lot of really good stuff. I love their sweet potato and wild rice hash. It's super easy to make. And they're, of course, you guys know we love the broccoli and cheese bowl. It is... A year-round favorite, honestly. Daily Harvest is delicious food all built on whole organic fruits and vegetables that conveniently stays fresh in your freezer. So it's ready when you are. It's really the whole package. Stay cool, calm, and collected during the summer heat. Go to dailyharvest.com and enter code what we said to get $25 off your first box. That's code what we said for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. That's dailyharvest.com. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Hi guys. Love you all and listen every week. It always makes my day. A few years back, a plastic surgeon in our town hired a drug rep to act as a hitman. Whoa. To kill a pathologist in the neighboring town because the pathologist was dating the plastic surgeon's ex. Huh? He paid the drug rep hitman in silver bars. The pathologist was murdered by the hitman. Oh, oh. And the hitman tried to kill himself. Uh, Trigger warning. But afterwards, so I'm sorry. But the plastic surgeon found him. Wait, hold on. Oh, the hitman tried to kill himself. But the plastic surgeon found him and stitched him up. So he survived. And the plastic surgeon is actually out on bail right now waiting for a retrial. I'm good friends with one of the plastic surgeon's nephews. Thanks, guys. That's wild. Okay, everything down to the silver bars. Yeah, silver bars? Where do you That's get those? That's truly wild. You know, you always hear like these m- stories in movies or documentaries or something, but then when they actually happen in your town to like people you know, 
it makes life just turn upside down. Yes. It's, it makes you feel like you're not in control of anything. It's too crazy. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for creating such an incredible podcast. I've been listening since day one and actually started re-listening from the beginning. Wow. Oh, re-listening. Okay. Not the beginning, please. Yeah. <laughs> please skip over the first five episodes. <laughs> Here's my crazy hometown story. My senior year of high school, 2014. Okay. So a year after we graduated. Isn't that absolutely wild that we graduated in 2013? I can't. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like truly almost been 10 years. Yeah. That's not okay <sighs> with me. I just got the chills. <laughs> a huge scandal broke loose called the Dropbox scandal in our small town. Basically, mm. for years, boys had been saving any nudes girls sent them. Not, oh, not this again. And would upload them into a Dropbox. Anyone who has the password could view these hundreds of photos and videos. That is sick. People <gasps> al- had always heard rumors of the Dropbox, but nobody knew who originally created it or who had the password to it. It was a very secretive thing. Ew. I hate boys. Well, that is until one boy decided to try to blackmail a girl into having sex with him or sending more pictures. He threatened to upload previous pictures she had sent into the Dropbox. This girl very rightfully reported him and the whole situation blew up. The FBI got involved because (gasps) almost all the images in the Dropbox were of minors at the time they were taken. To make it worse, the cops had to view the photos to try and identify the people in them. Any of them who were still minors had to have their parents contacted. Oh, That's sick. We had to hold an assembly to address the event and how our school would move forward with it. We also had to have the police and teachers outside the building for over a week because there were so many news reporters outside the school (gasps) trying to interview students. Oh my God. It was an insane event that traumatized so many students and families. The boy was charged with extortion and expelled from our school. Not to mention it was also the week of homecoming. So we all had to go to the dance on Saturday and pretend like everything was okay. Here's a link to the article. For some reason, why did I think said here's a link to the Dropbox? Oh, I'm like, ma'am. Oh, she said that was going on for years. Yeah, hundreds of Hundreds photos. of years. <laughs> no, I'm like literally hundreds of years ago before Dropbox was invented. Okay. Hey, bestie gals. I'm from a tiny town in Kansas and small high school. One of our high school teachers slash wrestling coach and his wife have built themselves the reputation of town swingers and everyone knows it. Oh, sheesh. They will go down to our local bar and take home anyone they can, even previous high school students. Um, This particular teacher even got caught sleeping with a student's mom in the teacher parking lot (gasps) and did not get fired. Sorry. Maybe they're low on teachers in this Kansas town. One time they brought a young girl who graduated from my high school home from the bar and she must not have known what their intention was at first because she ended up calling her aunt crying for her to pick her up. They aren't the only teachers who are swingers at our school, but they definitely, Uh they are definitely the more scandalous ones. They even have three kids and one of them is friends with my little sister and my little sister goes to their house all the time. I of course told my sister the tea, but she doesn't think her friend knows what they do. All I got to say, if my best friend's parents are swingers, I would definitely tell my best friend. Yeah. Um, what the? Why are they like proud? Like, why are they like proudly talking about it to high school students? Or like, yeah. how does everyone know? Well, I guess yeah, word maybe. just gets out. But yeah, just town gossip, especially in a small town. I started listening to this podcast a while ago called The OC Swingers. Have you heard of it? Uh. Uh-uh. Anyways, it's about this couple in Orange County, actually, who a real couple who were like swingers, where they were a couple, but then they would go to bar and pick people up, but then they actually ended up like doing bad things to these people without their consent, if you know what I mean. Oh, wow. Without getting too graphic. And it's like a documentary about it. But I've only into like one episode, but it's wild. Oh my god! And, and you know what is so messed up about the whole like couple thing is because usually when you're, you know, a girl 
and you see another girl there, you feel safe. Right. You know, if there's a girl, another girl or lady involved, you're like, oh, okay, I feel safe instead of just a creepy guy. Like right. your ex high school teacher wrestling coach, ew. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, his wife's here. And Must she's be like, fine. not there to protect you at all. Yeah. It's like, oh. And she's there for also not nasty good stuff. Purposes. Oh, yeah. that is so wild. Okay. Hello, ladies. I love you all and follow you on every platform. Yes, even you, Beth. Nothing ever happens in our small town, so to say this incident shook our town is no understatement. My senior year of high school, two junior boys shot a freshman girl in the back of the head and left her in the ditch behind the high school to (gasps) die because she was annoying them on Snapchat. No. Fortunately, the girl miraculously survived after being left in the ditch. Okay, good. I was about to say, this is like very sad. For six plus hours. She was in the ditch for six plus hours after being shot in the head. She's now almost fully recovered, but will never be the same. She oh. she lost vision in one of her eyes and ha- now has a paralyzed arm. That's it. That's all she wrote. That is so Oh my gosh, terrible. that's horrible. Junior boys. Uh, the audacity. This is like, why we don't give boys, like uh, boys from the age of like 13 to honestly 25. Any kind of responsibility, weapons, nothing, violent, like exposure to violence, anything like that. It's so they sad. They just make the, like horrible decisions. <sighs> that is awful. And it's always just like the thing that shocks me about a lot of these stories like that is it'll be like, because she was annoying. Yeah. It's like, and that's the measure you take? Yeah. And also she probably wasn't even annoying. Bless her soul. She probably was... You're probably annoying. Yeah, you guys were probably annoying her or she probably messaged you twice because you led her on and made her think that you liked her or something. (laughs) Just, um, I'm not believing it. No. This story is kind of unbelievable, but it actually happened. A local daycare in my town was responsible for creating a toddler fight club. (laughs) The daycare teachers encouraged the toddlers to fight each other and quote said, no pinching, only punching. (gasps) Oh! To the kids that were fighting, one of the teachers was filming the fight, and when parents somehow saw the video, they were outraged. What? The teacher ended up getting charged for assault, endangering the welfare of a child, reckless endangering, and conspiracy. It is so crazy because I've driven by this place many times and have never seen toddlers fighting each other. The (laughs) lesson is to carefully check where you are sending your kids to daycare. Here is an article to prove it actually happened. Oh my gosh, I've never heard of that before. literally here. Delaware daycare workers accused of running toddler fight club. Toddler fight club. Encouraging toddlers to fight each other and capturing on their cell phone. Two three-year-olds in an organized battle. Oh, I'm... I should not be laughing because it actually is like so horrifying if you sent your child to daycare and there was a toddler fight club. I'm just laughing at the fact that I've never truly heard of anything so bizarre and weird. That is And messed up. But just crazy that that's actually a thing. It says that the kids were wailing on each other and adults were doing (gasps) nothing to stop it. In fact, they were egging it on. I was, I was going to say, I mean, I don't have a three-year-old, nor am I around three-year-olds that often, but can they be that, like, violent? Like, I'm thinking, is it just kind of like, oh, they're just kind of hitting each other? Here. Well, I mean, if you're I getting up know. to, like, four and five years old, like, they know how to punch, man. Yeah. That is it's so literally, sad. From, from what I'm looking at, yes. How it's long three did it women. happen? It's three women. Oh, my gosh. How long did it go on for? I don't know. Because were kids coming home with, like, black eyes or or it was just never super noticeable i don't know i think i mean what she had said was that one of the like parents saw a video somehow i don't know how they found (laughs) 
but she was trying to find. The three women were charged with, yeah, assault and all that Sheesh. stuff. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, you got to look into daycares before you send them because there are some, sometimes some scary stuff. things. Oh my gosh. Oh. Also, that's why these um, video cameras like Ring or what are the other like video cameras you can have in your house, like uh-huh. security cameras are great, especially if you have people watching your kids yes. at daycare, if they have videos you can watch your kids throughout yes. the day like that's ideal that because is that's important. where they catch a lot of people who are doing these abusive things like sometimes people will watch people's animals and they they don't know they have cameras and they'll be like rude you know mean to the animal oh my or gosh. their kid it's crazy wow well that is wild that's like one of the craziest things, one I've, of the ever craziest things I've ever heard never heard of that in my life Hi, Chelsea, JC, and Beth. I just want to say that I love y'all. And what we said is my favorite podcast ever. I love watching y'all's TikToks, YouTube videos, and Instagram stories. Anyways, let's get into the story. When I was in high school, a boy, let's call him Joe, was dating a girl. Let's call her Kate. Kate's mom worked at the schools, so we had known her for a few years. Anyways, our sophomore year of high school, there was a rumor that Joe was secretly hooking up with Kate's mom and had her nudes and stuff. Um, No one believed it until we saw Kate's mom's nudes and they went to court. It was very (gasps) crazy and Kate's mom went to jail and the family moved away. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. So Joe was dating Kate. (gasps) He was dating Kate and then he was with her mom. Yes. Goodbye. Bye to that. You know what? Sometimes I see TikToks like this on my free page that, that pop up and I wonder if they're telling the truth because they'll be like. My, yeah. Like my boyfriend dating my mom instead of me or something. Yeah. Or like, oh, when I felt I was mad at my boyfriend or I was mad at my mom. And so she like came in and did stuff with my boyfriend while I was asleep. I'm like. I'm. Uh, 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 these, these things exist. Uh, and also, do you ever look at your mom again? That's so disturbing for a parent to do something like that. So disturbing. And it's so confusing as well. It's first of all disturbing that they even have that desire, but it's also just so shocking that they like would send nudes and stuff. Yeah. Like, are you s- the stupidest person? <laughs> I don't understand Probably. where you get off thinking that that's okay. Also, she was a teacher at the schools and stuff. Right. Ew. That is really shocking. Okay. Girls, I've got quite the tea to spill for you. In my hometown, there's a huge mega church I used to be a member of that has probably around eight campuses and a ton of staff. At the location close to my home, there was a family that was very heavily involved with the church. The grandfather was a leader in marriage counseling, small groups, and a lot more. And the grandson was heavily involved in worship, et cetera. Come to find out, The grandfather was a frequent visitor to the local sex trafficking ring at a massage parlor where he was paying for sex with trafficked youth. The worst part is that his grandson criticizes myself and my husband for having sex before marriage. Stop. And for not going to church anymore. Yet he says that he forgives his grandfather and that he just had a falling of grace. Um, I could send in so many more stories about the church, but I guess that's good for now. That's a bit more than a falling of grace or whatever he just called it. Yeah, that's a freaking That's not like crime. Oh, I slipped up once and I kissed a girl at the bar who was my you know age. Why. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. 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 You... Uh, pedophilia is not a fall from grace in no. terms of, oh, I had a slip up. Nope. That's not okay. She also said, love you ladies, the podcast, Beth, the husbands, the pups, and Tyson, of course. Oh, wow. <laughs> we we the got the whole gang crew. in here. <laughs> okay, wait, I have a question. Measure. Did they ever catch the sex trafficking ring? Right. It's like, if they know Did that, they bust then where's it? the... I hope so. That is really disgusting Yikes. and not okay at no. all. And, and what's really scary is when like there is a scandal of like with like a church. Yes. It's just like the head of the church. The head of the church. It's really yeah. shocking. Yeah. It truly is. 
I love you. I love your dogs. Love you, Beth. (laughs) Here's my hometown scandal. A few years ago, it was really popular for people to rent bouncy houses for kids. A few years ago. I'm like, isn't that still popular? Yeah, it still sounds fun to me. Um, Birthday parties, summer events, 4th of July, et cetera. You know, just a fun thing to get for an event. There was only one guy in town that rented out these bouncy houses. So he was pretty well known and his business was popular. Well, I'm terrified. A few months later, he was arrested and everyone was confused because he seemed like a regular guy. Turns out that it was four accounts of child molesting. Everyone in the community was so creeped out because he had been all over town setting up these bouncy houses for birthdays and events. Oh, no. (laughs) Nobody would rent bouncy houses even from other companies after that because everyone was shook. Still to this day on our community Facebook page, it is a sore subject when people as... Ask for bouncy house recommendations. Love you guys. Okay, now I know what you meant by... It used to be yeah, popular. Yeah, it used to be popular. In your town. That makes sense. Ew. That's really disturbing. I'm always a little bit weary of people who work in kids things or what. Yeah. I mean, not all of them, obviously. But, you know, that do like... Uh, that's literally so judgmental of me. But but anytime they're... Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> you catch my drift? Yeah, I catch your drift. Without, without having me say anything. Yeah, I do. Okay. Love you gals in the podcast. My best friend and I actually started our own podcast after about a year ago after being inspired by what we said. We love nice. that. Um, not sure if this qualifies for a scandal, but it was for sure shocking. So here it is. Back in 2011, a teenager in my neighboring town murdered his parents with a hammer. Okay. And then threw a house party oh. while their bodies were still in the house. <gasps> locked in the parents' bedroom. No. The teenager had never thrown a party before. And once the skeptical guests began to arrive, guests maybe, began to arrive, they started to complain about the smell. (gasps) One girl in attendance was even quoted jokingly saying, I smell dead people. The Uh, cops eventually showed up after receiving a Crime Stoppers tip and the teen was arrested. During the trial, several of the teenager's friends testified that he'd confided in them, stating he was thinking about killing his parents, but none of them thought anything of it. He was sentenced to life in prison in 2014. Oh, that's so sad. I I linked an article below for more details about the killer party. Crazy, really crazy and sad. Hold on. I, this could be a very stupid thing, question, but- you can already smell people when they're like literally freshly. That sounds, I, this is such a disturbing Maybe conversation. Maybe since it was like hours after. I think it's pretty soon that like, um, because they go through rigor mortis, I think, right oh. after they die, which means they're like bowels. <gasps> oh, whatever. shiz. Okay, I'm sorry. But I don't know. I, don't I really don't that. know, honestly. I don't know how soon the decaying process kicks I in. I just thought it had to be like weeks or something before. Like, okay, wait, on this, in this article, it literally says, it's him. It has messages of their, or like things of their, t- of his texts. Like, sup, brah, to his friend. Chillin', what are you doing tonight? I'm trying to have a party at my crib. Your parents ain't home? Nope. <gasps> well, they're leaving soon. <gasps> I'm scared. Then he posted a message on his Facebook wall. Party at my crib tonight, dot, 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 maybe. Party at my house, hit me up. Um, And then someone said like, what if your parents come home? Oh, he no. replied, they won't trust me. <gasps> oh, 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 I am oh, terrified. Uh, uh. I'm terrified of this man. Wait, can I just read this? Because it's very interesting. Yeah. The party was just getting started when Mike Young arrived at 10 or so of his friends around 1130 p.m. Mike, a popular athletic junior, knew the host only by sight. So Tyler's the killer, the kid. Tyler was distinctive looking, tall and skinny, um, 6'1", 160 pounds. At school, he was quiet, approaching nonverbal, though occasionally prone to sudden nonsensical outbursts in class. It was a warm summer evening in July. There was nothing else going on. Ooh, it says, 
His eyes were large and white. His pupils expanded. He kept rubbing his hands together, nervously clenching his fists. And there were 60 kids in the house. 60? That's actually a lot. A lot. And then... What? Sorry, I'm just like shook. Jose, a slight, soft-spoken 17-year-old, they were playing beer pong, and and when he heard someone say, oh, he killed his parents, and everyone laughed. People kept asking Tyler where his parents were. They went to Georgia. And then someone else he told they went to Orlando. And then someone else Get he told— Get your story straight. Yeah, and then someone else they told— He said, they don't live here. This is my house. Okay. Okay, dude. That's very similar to the story of the kid in our— In our went to our high school, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is like the longest article I've actually ever seen in my life, so I can't read the whole thing, but— That's truly trying, wild. Yeah, I'm trying to find when, like, they got caught, but this is literally crazy. Yeah, did, this, did the party get busted and everyone at I the party bet. knew? I don't know. Because when did the cop get called? As Mark, this is like another, should I keep reading this or is it like yeah, not interesting? Okay. I'm interested. As Mark was leaving the party, Tyler asked if they could speak privately. Tyler went inside and ordered all the kids standing there to go back into the house so that his neighbors wouldn't call the cops. He said, dude, I did some things. I might go to prison. I might go away for life. I don't know, dude. I'm freaking out right now. What are you talking about? I know you're not going to believe me. No one will believe me, but I freaking killed someone, somebody. <gasps> Dude, you killing somebody is your own business. Don't be telling me Wait, that sort texting, of thing. Wait, they're texting or no, no, this no, is talking like a, in person. Oh. Don't be telling me that sort of thing. I don't need to know. And then thanks for having us. Um, <laughs> oh, I just wanted to do something fun before I left. Where are you going? And he said, I'm going to kill myself. Oh. Because he did something very bad. And they said, what did you do? It can't be that bad. And he said, if I get caught, I'll be in jail for a long time. Oh. I'll, I'll be going away for 60 years. Why? He said she'd find out tomorrow. And then oh. I think at that point, I think just the— So he didn't really have like a long-term solution. It was kind of like— Probably a spur of the moment type of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Anyway, th- this is like a very long article that's like honestly so in-depth. This is the most in-depth article I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, actual it's in the Rolling text Stone. Message- yeah, it's on Rolling Stone. Actual text messages, photos from the party, Ugh. literally photos from the room. Like this is crazy. Ew. It's actually— very intri- interesting. Very fascinating. Yeah, very fascinating, although it's absolutely disturbing. Anyway, anyway. Sheesh. That is really crazy. That is, really is crazy. Wait, how did, did she say that she just knew that this happened? She didn't go to the party, did she? No, I think it just happened in her hometown. Uh-oh. That would be crazy if you ended up going to the party. Yeah. I'm a big online shopper. I know Chelsea's too. It's so convenient. You can do it from home. I have ordered pretty much all of my new spring and summer clothes. Danny's been styling me lately. I've ordered all the stuff online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And then if Honey finds a working coupon, you will watch the prices drop. It's amazing. I do not know why I hadn't downloaded this before like a few weeks ago because it's the easiest thing ever. Literally so easy to download. And then I decided to shop and when I was shopping, I decided to like try it out on, this is one of my first times. And sure enough, a code popped up in literally two seconds. Used it, got 10% off my order. Uh, Leif and I have been doing some summer shopping and it's like a little game. We've been shopping online together and I'll be like, let's see. And like honey will be buffering. Then I'll be like, you have a code for 10% off and it's just so nice. Literally just saves you money. So Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. 
If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. We would never recommend something we don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash what we said. That's joinhoney.com slash what we said. Hey ladies, just wanted to say that I'm obsessed with the podcast and I adore you girls. This one is really wild. So hang on. There was this family who lived just a couple blocks down the street from me a few years ago. Their dad, we'll call him John, was a licensed small private plane pilot. Like life aspires to be. One of his friends had a hangar and John and his buddies would go fly around on the weekends. One day he discovered that his wife was having an affair. John was livid and at five in the morning decided to steal one of his friend's planes and crash it into his own home in an attempt to kill his wife. (gasps) He had arranged for his son to be sleeping at a friend's house the night before. Keep in mind that this was in a suburban neighborhood so a lot of people in town heard the crash. He even took down a power line and skimmed the roof of the house across the street with the plane. Wait, hold on. Is he planning on also dying? That's what or? I was going to say. Uh, he's not planning on living as well, is he? Because I feel like if you crash a plane into a house, you're also probably not going to die. Or you're probably going to die. Yeah. Um, okay. My my dad was actually out on a bike ride when it happened and was, <gasps> the first pe- and was one of the first people on the scene. Wow. The whole house erupted in flames. The wife made it out safely, but John passed away in the crash. <gasps> as you can imagine, this was super shocking and traumatizing for our whole community. They eventually rebuilt the house and another family moved in. Ooh. Ooh, not, not me. Couldn't yeah. be me. Unless it's such a cheap house. Everyone in town re- refers to it as the airplane house and some people believe it to be haunted. Thank you so much for the podcast. It makes mine and my best friend's work day so much more fun. Um, that is crazy. How did they know his, tr- his wanna, intentions, though? Yeah, that's How did what they I was know say. that it was because of that that he was doing that? Maybe he told his friend. I mean, maybe they found out that he, maybe they just concluded, came, came to that conclusion because they knew that he had found out about his wife's affair like two days before or something. Right. So it's kind of like, why else would he steal a plane and then also crash into his own house? Terrifying. Terrifying. What an extreme thing to do. Also, with not even like, and also, it's not even certain. It's like, oh, yeah. I hope this works. And like, yeah, maybe he was planning on dying. Maybe he was planning on killing himself. But not a very smart thing to do if you're trying to get away with that murder. No. Because, yeah, the proof's in the pudding, honey. Yeah. The proof's in the plane. Also very selfish because now your son is yeah. going to be without parents. Cool. Yeah. All, all around, not not a great decision. But no. that's after, still sad. After reading the these. Parents still lost his, the kids still lost his dad. Right. That's, that is very sad. After reading these, now I'm like in the in the mood to get back into my true crime phase. <laughs> I, I will say I've been watching a lot of true crime documentaries and stuff. I just watched, I didn't finish it yet, but the one about the Cecil Hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's on Netflix about the girl who went missing there. And it is creepy. Creepy. But Beth told me the end. And it wasn't as creepy as, you know, you might think, but I don't want to spoil it. Anyways, it was really good and also made me terrified because we've taken photos around that area lots of times. Yeah. Like it's in the background of some of our merch photos. <laughs> Literally Ew. the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. It gives me creepy vibes. What other, oh, you know what show is really good on Netflix that I've been watching is I Am a Murderer. I think it's called. Is yeah. it old? Uh, I don't know if it's old. It's not making of a murder. It's oh. I Am a Murderer. It's like a, they do every different episode is a different case and they talk to- um, The actual killer? Yeah. They talk to the person that's on death row or whatever, or that's in jail for committing a murder and they recount their crime. And sometimes they're really- Sorry. You can tell that they're like, you know, maybe they were super drugged out when they were young and they were just really troubled and whatever. 
And sometimes it's, they just have like no telling, remorse. Yeah. Sometimes they tell a story and then they'll go, then they'll look into the story and talk to other people. And the other people will be like, that's definitely not what happened. So then you're like, okay, that person is just scary and a liar. The first one I watched was a woman who killed her husband. And the way that she told the story at the beginning was basically like, he was really abusive to me and um, I was scared he was going to kill me and my daughter. And one night he, you know, he did all these things to me all the time and his let his friends abuse me, all these things. Oh my gosh. And then basically was like, so one night he was doing something and I grabbed the gun and, and I dropped it and killed him and it was self-defense kind of thing. But then they go into the story and the daughter of like her daughter and all these people were like, no. no. And she made her kids bury the dad's body in the backyard. <gasps> like help her bury it. And you're just like, she's not well. And then they like kind of ask her again about it after they look into the story. And they're like, well, we figured all these things out. It's, it's a really good show. Does she admit? She's like, yeah, I am. Well, uh, I can't really remember. She was like, I shouldn't have the kids. I shouldn't have made the kids, whatever, bury the body with me. But she was like, I also just, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Did you ever watch the, um, oh, what is that one? That was on Netflix. Like it was during quarantine. It was the guy who, I don't want to give it away, but I need to look it up. It was just one case. Yeah. And it was just like an hour, like two hours. Yeah. And it was like all done with like body cam footage. Like it was like legitimate footage of Uh, all of it. Oh, uh, the, not the Sphinx. (laughs) What is that? Sorry. The Jinx? No, 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 no. Oh. Um, That one was so crazy though. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? Wait, I I can't remember which one that is. Oh my gosh. I don't want to give it away in case. Okay. Spoiler alert. If you're going to watch the Jinx. Is that what it's called? The Jinx documentary. Yeah. That's um, the one at the end they find out. Yeah. Yeah. So spoiler. But he he I has gone it. years. He's literally so old. He's gone years getting away with it. Somehow he gets away with it. And then at the end of the actual documentary, he's like a great documentary because he's like such yeah. a good liar. He thinks whatever. And at the very end, the last episode, he accidentally says something that incriminates him. Because like, he forgets he has a mic on, right? Yeah. And he goes into, well, he he kind of like slips up in one of the interviews and is like, oh gosh, like I, and then he's like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Forgets he's mic'd and is literally like, they, they know I did it. Like, oh, <gasps> they found out, whatever. And you're just like freaking out because he's gone so long and then he just freaking admitted it over a mic and then he's in prison and stuff from it. I can't believe that. They really, you know, do a good job in a lot of true crime shows of, making you believe one way and then showing you that reality is not always what you think it is. Yes. Because this is how even that one story I was just telling you about the woman who killed her husband. And and as she's telling her story, I'm like, let this woman free. Like yeah. she did no wrong. He's a terrible, he's an abusive husband. Like she had no other choice. And then as they go into it, I'm like, ooh, I really Bone jumped to conclusions fast. The one I was talking about is American Murder, The Family Next Door. Oh, I don't think you so. You need to watch that. American Murder of the Family Next Door. What is it about? It's it's Chris Watts and his wife and um, daughters. I don't think so. I don't, that doesn't even sound familiar. And she is like, she has like kind of a little bit of a following on like Facebook. Like she's maybe part of an MLM, I think. So she like updates her Facebook all the time. Mm. You haven't seen that. You really need to watch it. Is the one where they moved to Hawaii? Mm, Are no. they LDS? No. Oh. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That's yeah. not a documentary. Yet, no, no, is no. It? I just, That's just I like know. a crazy story. Story that I'm sure will be made into some sort of documentary. For sure. But you really should watch that one because it really? is. It's like one of the best that I've seen. Like it's because it's actual 
footage. footage. Like it's like the the police officers are coming over to his house after. Wait, why have I never heard of this before? I don't know. After the wife goes missing, they come over to the house with the body cam footage, and it's like him, and he's like, I don't know. Like it's it's literal, all <gasps> real footage. <gasps> oh, that sounds scary. It's creepy. Oh my gosh, you know, it's crazy. I, yeah, I want to I want to watch more true crime stuff now that we're talking about it and yes. listen to true crime podcasts. I love it. Yes. Um, you know what is another really good show that's on Netflix? I believe it's called Cold. Let me look it up. Actually, oh no, it's called Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it though. Oh my gosh, that one's so good because really? it, um, it's a little unsatisfying because they're all unsolved. So, That's you're, so frustrating. you're kind of like through the whole thing, like, oh, they're going to figure it out. But it's like, and it was a cold case and we never figured out but what it, happened. It makes me so, I've said this a million times, but when I start listening to a lot of that stuff, it makes me just terrified. terrified. Like, yeah. I can't do anything on my own because then I'm just so scared that like there's a murderer behind me. Yeah. And when I don't listen to it at all, I'm genuinely like, yeah, I'm a little bit scared always of men, but mm-hmm. I'm not nearly as like creeped out. But if no. I've, I've been watching a lot of stuff, I like, if I'm grocery shopping alone, I'm like, there's someone that's been watching me this whole time. When I go back yeah. into the parking garage, like I'm done. I know. It really does just make you so nervous. Yes. This, this Unsolved Mysteries ones, it's kind of the same thing where they do case by case. So each episode is just like one case. So there was one specific one that was, I think it was the first episode of the latest season, but basically some guy went missing and they found his body, but then there was like a hole in the roof and they were trying to figure out if he got thrown in there, if he jumped off, they found his shoe and cell phone. Like, on a different part of the roof and the like the wife was like he was not suicidal like he was working on this case but then the hole like the way that the hole was created i guess like through the roof it almost looked like something went up you know how like if something makes a hole and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like it just sticks up a certain, certain way. way and it looked like something went up but he I'm was like sorry? below the hole it was so they were trying to do all these tests of like okay could he run and even jump from this building to this. I don't think so. How could he have gotten there? Oh my gosh. It and it's crazy. unsolved. So you never know. Yeah. Amazing. But it's really oh. interesting because they go into it and they're just like trying so hard to figure out what the heck happened to this guy. Remember, wait, we need to tell everyone about if you love true crime, you need to get this game. What is it? You can call it the one we played for your oh, birthday. Oh, what is that called? Forensic something uh, files or is that a show? It's like it's a, definitely a show, but let me see. Unsolved case files. Yes. It's so fun. We only played, they have different. We should order another one from Amazon. Yeah, we should. Oh, that was a fun game. We played in Palm Springs for Chelsea's birthday trip and it was so fun. And we were like, oh, we need to do another one. But we went to a Target and they were, they only had that one case that we had like already solved, but it was genuinely hard and like took hours. Yeah, it took hours. But it was so interesting and And it was fun. I think there was four of us playing, Mm -hmm. but it genuinely took all four of us. Yeah. Like each of us each found like a very important clue. I'm like, can you imagine doing this by yourself? Oh, that'd be so hard. Days, but it's so fun. We tried to go get another one the next day, but I think you can order all the different ones from Amazon, but all I have to say is free my man bones. If you play the game, you'll understand. Yes. You it's it's need- honestly like a real life escape room and Nancy Drew game. Combined. Combined. But it is hard. Like yeah. it's not easy. No. It is but not easy. It's they really, really throw you for loops. So if you like true crime, you should get that for a girl's they night. They should sponsor us. Yeah, they should. That'd be awesome. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our very all over the place episode. To our inspirational slash depressing crime. episode. Um, thank you for sending in your hometown scandals. I love a good scandal. 
to start off the morning. Uh, right make after sure- I do my gratitude journaling, <laughs> I love listening to a good scandal. <laughs> make sure to follow us on Instagram because guess what? We have merch, merch coming is out coming. soon. Very soon. So keep updated on our podcast. It's at What We Said Podcast. You'll be the first to see the merch, see when it's launching. You know what? Um, there has been a couple Easter eggs. If you're a very observant person throughout all of our social medias, maybe yes. you'll have caught a glimpse of they some of the pieces. They definitely have caught something. Yeah. Cotton? Okay. <laughs> They've okay. definitely caught on. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Hope you have an amazing week. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye.